Welcome to the Shield Your Business from Chaos Podcast, where there's no building, no people, no third-party suppliers, and no systems all combined to create Chaos the Dragon, which is battled by King Phoenix and his shield. Hi, welcome to Kingsbridge BCP Podcast. Today, Skip Williams and I, Roswita Firth, are going to talk about some business continuity hot topics, as it were. Um, we've kind of been brainstorming, and we thought we'd share a little bit about uh, some of our thoughts on business continuity, and uh, we hope you enjoy. <laughs> First off, Roswita, how are you? I'm doing well today. How are you, Skip? I'm doing very well as well. Summer is almost coming to an end. School, kids are going back to school, everything like that. And it's going to be uh, winter before we know it. Yes. So uh, you said some hot topics to talk about. What uh, what sort of topics do you have on the agenda? Or is this a bit of a free-for-all? We can talk about whatever we want. What's uh, what's tickling you today? I think a little bit of both. So um, there's a couple of things that I, I want us to talk about um, in our upcoming podcast. So some of the ideas that I think you and I would enjoy talking about are, um, yeah, (laughs) are uh, how to talk with IT um, when you're doing your business continuity planning and um, dealing with the challenges of your recovery time objective or RTO and your recovery point objective, um, RPO. So that's one thing I think we should put on the calendar for a future podcast. I was also really interested in kind of talking about industry trade shows with the last couple of years being virtual and then a combination of virtual and in-person. What can you get out of an industry trade show and sort of who's really the best audience to attend the bigger industry trade shows? So I think that's something that we could uh, enjoy discussing. Um, the, the one kind of on my mind for today has to do with the concept of business resilience. So we've got our, our new nomenclature for the industry, moving away from business continuity, business continuity planning to business resilience. And what exactly is it? What should it be? What do we want it to be? Um, and I think that's a, a good conversation for us to have today. I think we can have some uh, interesting and perhaps even somewhat heated discussion. I was going to say, well, heated. I don't know about that. We both seem to be uh, pretty good at keeping a level, level playing or level uh, temperament. I Let, guess. Let's uh, let's just amp up the energy. Today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those topics you've all picked are. Uh, there's strong feelings on both sides. I don't think you're going to get very many that are going to run down the middle of the fence kind of thing. You're going to always have, you know, somebody taking a side on it. And uh, um, I, I think that probably doing it at some of those at a later date is probably a good thing. Cause uh, as we are talking about just at the start of the podcast or just before the podcast, I guess it depends on your mood that you're in and, and how much you want to um, share the honest truth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, 
Sure, let's go the, the nomenclature route because, uh, yeah, having been in this field and been around this field since 83, I've seen, in essence, not all of them because that's a long laundry list of, of terms. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what what we can uh, what we can just come I guess come out of with those ones I guess. Okay, so I started business continuity in two thousand, just after Y two K projects closed closed out for the most part, and at the time the terminology that we were using was disaster recovery planning and business continuity planning. And that was kind of it. And even explaining that back then sometimes got confusing, especially if you were talking to IT about their business continuity plan as opposed to their disaster recovery plan. Very different things. Um, but what I really want to talk about is the concept of business resilience and kind of what, what meaningful change that could mean for an organization um, okay. and, and not really go into, so, so for our audience, I, I'm not really looking to go kind of into the very specific definitions of all the alphabet soup that the industry has. This is really specific to, in the last couple of years, the idea of business resilience has kind of cropped up more and more, and the industry seems to be trending towards replacing the term business resilience, well, replacing business continuity planning with business resilience, but what does that actually mean? And are some people defining that scope too narrowly and not looking at what what's the possible outcome of that concept taken to its kind of logical extension? So first from you, perhaps some thoughts on this new idea, this new terminology. And you don't have to be nice. <laughs> well, I do because YouTube will will blackmail us and Spotify will throw us in the corner and we'll never get a podcast out ever again. So you can't be too, too mean. Well, um, the, the really unfortunate part with it is, is that constantly changing the name or constantly changing the nomenclature, constantly changing the, the title of whatever all of this is, just causes confusion both within the business, like the business that's trying to create their business continuity plan or their business resiliency plan. See, there's not even, that doesn't even roll off the tongue smoothly. But anyways, and general people, because as you said, you started this, you know, working in BCP. Uh-huh. Or is it BRP? I don't know. Um, you started working in this whole industry in, in around 2000 doing Y2K plans. And that's really where I got my feet wet in it. And when I say that I've been around it since 83 is because my dad was doing it before Y2K. And so I was exposed to it. I wasn't doing it at 10 in 1983. And so I was forever around the term disaster recovery and then so yeah. like you said where it was all this confusion about the migration from disaster recovery to business continuity and then it's now the the confusion to go to business continuity because it then was a business continuity plan then business continuity planning then it was business continuity management then it was business con then it was bcm business continuity program business continuity program one. and then now they've thrown in business resiliency so it's like holy smokes what is this? So if you work, and we'll go back to the customer, if you go back to, you think of it from the customer, if you've been telling somebody in finance who has no care about 
what sort of recovery or resiliency their business has. They just care that they get payroll or AP or AR done or their general ledger, whatever stuff is done. You come in and bug them once a year to do an exercise. And you tell them you're here to do the business continuity plan. They're like, okay. And then you, because they've heard that for the past five to 10 years. And then you, then next year, you call it the business resiliency plan. They're like, well, what happened to the business continuity plan? Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. But why did the name change? Well, <laughs> we thought this was more representative of it. And you're like, whatever. It's been finance forever. Like finance is finance is finance. Like, I, I mean, there are some variations in it, but not that much. And it's just like, just stick with the terminology. If it doesn't make sense, change the definition of what it is. Don't change the name of it. Because as I'm sure all of our listeners can tell, uh, I'm Canadian and I'll do all the out and about roof and boots and see, you can see Rosita twitch as I'm saying all of those. <laughs> no, no, I'm laughing. <laughs> Not twitching, she, promise. Because she's, well, I'll call you a Texan now, but originally Pennsylvanian. Whenever I get my work visas to cross the border, I, I have to go to the U.S. border, do the whole thing and whatever and stuff for this. And they say, well, what field do you work in? And I say, well, business continuity planning. And they're like, well, what's that? And so you have to explain it. And they are, they look at me and I've had this on multiple occasions. So it's not just one person. They've looked at it on multiple occasions and they're like, that's not really what you do. Seriously, what is the industry that you work in? And I'm like, no, man, that is seriously the industry I work in. And all of a sudden, that the last time was probably six or seven years ago. And so then now I have to go back to the same border to talk to possibly the same person and tell them I'm doing business resiliency as opposed to business continuity. And it's like, just keep the name the same, change the definition. I don't care, but just keep the name the same. So that's my, that's my soapbox. I'll get off it. I'll stop tirading and everything like that on it and everything. Uh, yeah. So that's why I said there could be some interesting discussion today. And I'm, I'm not to say biting my tongue to not swear the, here, there, or wherever on it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, can we please stop changing the title of what we do? Use King Phoenix and Shield with its mapping, its dashboards, its permissioning. So from an outsider perspective, and by outsider, I mean your average employee that once a year participates in some business continuity planning activities. So for them, changing the name really doesn't make any sense because, yeah, it's confusing, right? They, they've already had to kind of adapt to, you know, various acronyms like BIA and TRA and RTOs and RPOs. I mean, just that right there for somebody who only looks at this stuff once a year, and I'm not saying that they should only be looking at it once a year, but in many places, that's really all that happens is, you know, once a year update to the plan, and then maybe that same person might be participating in some exercises. But the terminology is not what they use every day. So I agree from that standpoint that changing the acronym, changing the words, the terminology is confusing and not necessarily productive. Now, from an industry insider, from a business mm -hmm. continuity planner or a business continuity manager, the change can make a little bit more sense. 
business continuity has always suffered from a lack of attention. Now, there are some companies that do business continuity really, really well and really put the not just kind of as a as a mouthpiece, but honestly put the time and money and energy into truly developing a robust plan or program. But the thing is, is that, you know, for a lot of companies, that's not the case. And one of the issues that in my career, almost every business continuity program I either led or was a team member of, the conversation always happened like, how do we get more attention on this? How do we get people to be more serious about this? And not just the you know business unit team members, but even even the C-suite. You know, um, there's a reason why business continuity so often historically has fallen under IT because IT was the one department that recognized that there was a need for it and was willing to take it on. Yeah, well, and it's interesting. Is it? I forget who it was. It was just recently, like in the past couple of weeks, we were asked, you know, who was our what department do we normally work with when we start working with a, a company? And uh, we've been everywhere. We've been obviously IT. We've been IT. We've been finance because finance ha- is the, aware of the dollars and cents, everything like yeah. that. Um, now it seems to be that we're under like a, maybe like a risk fraud sort of thing. Probably mm-hmm. the weirdest ones we've been in is that we were under facilities with one customer and we're like facilities. How did this happen? HR was one for me. HR, yeah, that's Which another one. A little bit makes sense, but yeah, I mean, risk risk fraud is really kind of uh, risk management is is kind of the logic link. Logical. Well, link and that's there. the thing with the business resiliency, and as we were talking about it before we started recording, was that business resiliency is a lot like risk. Just hear me out. Is that it's a lot like risk management from the standpoint that it's, you know, mitigating how you can be like, it's more end to end than just recovery. And it's like, okay, well, that's fantastic. And the the hard part is that when we've been working with some companies where they've put us under the, with their risk fraud department, risk fraud treats us like risk people, but we don't know anything about risk management, risk mitigation. That's not what brp bcp bcm whatever you want to call it 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 doesn't it doesn't fit because it's like two different things and Mm -hmm. i mean one of the one of the topics that you wanted to talk about or that you said you know down the road or whatever is your tra and bia Mm -hmm. well you would think that you'd be able to go to your risk department and pretty much say so where's your report on your in essence your bia that you guys work on on a daily basis or annual basis or monthly basis or quarterly basis and uh very rarely do we ever see that ever, that they can just hand over a report that's you know consumable. Normally, it's like a two or three hundred page report. And you're like, oh my goodness, can I get the executive summary on this? <laughs> Short answers. Um, and it's just unfortunate that it, BCP doesn't seem to sit still long enough to settle on a name and then to not worry or to then sort of figure out what the definition is afterwards. And the way scope, I kind of, yeah, yeah, and they seem to like not ambulance chase because that's such a terrible analogy that i've heard so many people say they're like because the, the, the guy at the border explain what i do and he said oh so you're an ambulance chaser 
No. <laughs> we try to do things before the ambulance, but anyways, that's here or there. <laughs> but the thing with it is, is that it's kind of like, I always equate it to like project management, like the, the field of project management. Mm-hmm. It's been project management forever. The scope of what project management is and, and what the definition is of it and everything, it's changed over the years because I mean, project mm-hmm. management as a field is for all intents and purposes, 100, 100-ish years old. Mm-hmm. For those who check and want to get mad at me, by all means, email away or comment and whatever, however you want to get a hold of us to let me know how long project management has been around for. Um, but it's always, the term has always been project management. That's true. That's true. It doesn't change. It doesn't so, vary. Okay. So, so here's, here's my take on this. Okay. Is that I think that business resilience as a term is the intended growth and maturity of business continuity planning for the future. As RTOs get shorter, as requirements get bigger, um, as the cost of single incidents has skyrocketed, the idea of business resilience, instead of sort of encompassing just like the BCP portion that we've traditionally kind of handled, is that the idea of business resilience not only broaden what business continuity practitioners focus on, kind of mm-hmm. going all the way to the beginning, which is essentially risk, um, and then all the way through kind of achieving normal operations. The idea for me is, is that, you know, in, a, in, a, in kind of a crass way you could say like we're making ourselves more important but really the point of it is is to make what we call business continuity a bigger focus within the organization so that the right resources the right amount of attention the money that's truly needed is all coming to that and so business resilience if you were to take it from essentially risk all the way to normal operations the idea is is that we're more visible that way we can do more good that way you know, so many companies have one person doing BCP or even BCP is only a part of their job if it's a small company, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas the reality is, especially for bigger companies, you need a whole team of people to do it right. Yeah. And that's part of the problem is, is that you don't have enough resources put into business continuity. So there, it's chronically understaffed, which means you're not doing as, a good, a good, as good of a job as you could be doing to protect the company. The other thing is, is that because of the high cost of single catastrophic incidents, we really want to do more to mitigate those and to be better at recovering. And, you know, word of the pandemic pivoting. So if we look at business resilience as kind of this whole bigger scope, then not only do we want to kind of reduce the depth of the impact of a single catastrophic incident, but you in general want to kind of like reduce the dips from normal operations. And by that, I mean, you know, being able to respond faster or more appropriately to somewhat minor incidents, things that you would classify as like an incident and not as a disaster or catastrophic uh, event. So if the organization matures, and is able to do that, then your overall financial impact to the company is is going to be less. And your SLAs, hypothetically, are going to shorten 
and yeah. everything to like ticket resolution is less of a panic stress deviation from normal operations. So it it empowers the organization hopefully to deal with all of this in a sort of more mature fashion than oh we're responding to this single incident and it might last a day and it might last 60 days or six months but we're focusing on on the resilience all the way to kind of like the day-to-day -day portion so i guess the question i have on that one this is uh, i have a funny feeling that this is going to end with us agreeing to disagree but i'm okay yeah, with that i'm okay with that too <laughs> is that so if if business con if business continuity is supposed to be running from regular operations through the dip back to if, if business resiliency is supposed to be running mm -hmm. between regular operations through the dip and then back to regular operations again which is fine mm -hmm. we have a very big issue then with all of our incident responders how do you mean? Because incident response as the field mm -hmm. then becomes part of business resiliency. Well, as a business continuity practitioner mm -hmm. with a few years experience, we don't write incident response. We don't write evacuation plans. We don't do any of the during incident tasks because that's mm -hmm. outside of the scope of what we do. We've always said, always, 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 you're in the building working at regular pace. Fire alarm goes off. You go, oh, you grab whatever things you got to grab. You go down the stairs, whatever stuff of this, follow the evacuation procedures, whatever stuff of this, and stand out in the parking lot. That is all incident response because that's mm -hmm. responding to the incident. And then once everybody is standing out in the parking lot and they're all accounted for and counted and everything, this, whatever you turn around, you look back in the building, you see like 40 or 50 foot flames coming to the roof. You're clearly not going back today. Mm -hmm. From that moment there until you're back to regular operations, that's business continuity. That's how we've always defined it to sure. customers. And so the problem is, is that if we're going from normal to normal, well, that first half, although it's a very short period of time, that first half is now under business resiliency. I'm not so, sure that incident responders, like the actual guys that do the incident response, not, in, not, not first responders, but like incident responders. Yeah. They're not really going to be super stoked that all of a sudden their field just got absorbed by this smaller field called business resiliency because somebody had a bright idea to get to change the name without really checking what they're doing and they're just coloring inside of the lines with a big fat sharpie because they feel yeah. like it. So here's here's the thing is is that you know all of the organization, including these specific subsets um, of people that do certain things related to an incident. Yeah. Um, really truly benefit from the increased visibility and the increased funds mm -hmm. number one number mm -hmm. two business continuity planning happens before the incident and happens at that specific point Correct. of the incident getting right. back to normal right so i would argue and this is not taking away the value of response at all um but for example communications communication yeah. has its own role during an event and hypothetically they're talking to the business continuity people um, <laughs> if not actually the business continuity person kind of helping kind of guide certain things and then letting like the PR department and everybody else kind of in internal communications do their thing but yeah. it's not normally done 
in a silo, or at least it shouldn't be. It needs to be in conjunction with business continuity. Um, I've worked at places where, um, yes, there were specific people that did incident response or communications, but it was all wrapped up in the plan. Yep. So that's maybe more than your typical business continuity plan, but it would make a whole ton of sense if you're using the term business resilience to kind of explain the end-to-end function. Again, starting with risk management. Right. So I would say that the field of business continuity isn't smaller than incident response. I think they're pretty much on like equal footing, I would think. Um, Not to diminish anybody's value because none of this can happen without everybody doing their part, including communications, right? Um, But I would still say that we all benefit from the elevation to business resilience as a broader concept. Oh, I and I agree with that wholeheartedly because you agree with me. Hang on a second, because you like to argue. <laughs> I agree with that wholeheartedly from the standpoint that in a perfect world of use King Phoenix and Shield with its mapping, its dashboards, its permissioning. No taxes, no war, no famine, no oppression, no, you know, heat waves, all sort of stuff of this, whatever in this perfect, you know, world, that that would actually be the situation. The unfortunate part is, is that so if you're saying that, at, using your analogy, that if incident response and business continuity are the, the same size, what they should have done is got together and said, hey, let's work with risk and let's work with these guys to sort of like figure out something that covers off the whole shoot match that we do, as opposed to just kind of throwing a term out there, not really explaining what it means and not giving anybody any idea of why they're changing the name. And the reason why I say that, that that hasn't been done, and if it has, that's fantastic, but their communications department should have done a much better job at communicating out to people why this is happening. Because as a BCP person for the past 24 years, mm-hmm. I don't have any knowledge of any of this. I don't have to be read in on absolutely everything. But if you want me to use the proper terminology and you want me to do the work the way that's agreed upon, mm-hmm. I got to be in the know. Because if we're not in the know, and the, and it's not like this is a massive field. There's a half a dozen to a dozen companies that you could contact using, almost using like the DRJ's contact list mm-hmm. or the DRIs or, or BCIs or whatever contact list. And say, hey guys, you know, this is the we're changing the name of the field. We want to change it to this reason to this terminology for this reason. We're partnering with all of these different guys. Because it's like, okay, let's that's amazing. That's great. Let's let's do it and be consistent about it. So Okay. And you don't think that's happened? No, not at all. Okay. I, I can't say that it has or hasn't. I just know that as much as business resilience comes up as a topic, for example, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter. As, as two sources of information, it's it's obviously being talked about a lot. Um, and it's definitely where the industry is headed. 
Um, so I'll are you saying that you think, are you, are you saying that you think that the primary organizations um, that are either knowledge bases or uh, accrediting entities or both um, should have done a better job of kind of publicizing what all this means? Yes. So I'm curious now, and now that means we have to go back and like figure this out, is, is that when did this term originate and by whom? Um, and I'll have to do some digging because since we kind of spontaneously picked today's topic, I hadn't actually done yeah, I, that kind of specific research like I normally would. I think I started seeing the last two and a half years are a bit of a blur because there's not really any, any barometers on what's for what. Yeah. But I would say that I probably started seeing business resiliency maybe four, as a term, maybe four to five years ago. Mm -hmm. That seems about what I remember. And I would say probably, so let's just say it was five, just for argument's sake, or throwing a dart at the clock or whatever you, way you want to look at it. If that's when it was, I would say probably seven years to 15 years ago, you would see business continuity management, BCM. You yeah. would see BCM all the time, all the time. Yeah. And then all of yes, a sudden yes. overnight, it's like somebody just decided that that's not sticking, it's not working. So let's try a different spaghetti to throw at the wall. And they came up with business resiliency. I don't know. And, so I the feel... thing, and the reason the reason why I say that, and I know you're like, and you're, and I can see it coming out of you. When did the change is asked for recovery turn over to business continuity? Because I would argue it still hasn't. Because you know, and I know, as insiders, as to what the actual difference is. Mm -hmm. But we were working with a customer right now. This is our first engagement with them. We were working with them last week or whatever. And they were, and all of the invites had initially been written out as, this is our building our disaster recovery plan. Yeah. And I went back. And it was their IT department. So in fairness, that's the terminology that they're used that to. They use, yeah. Whatever. But I went back to them and I said, yeah, guys, we can't really do this because here are the differences and these are why they're different. And the reason why I'm suggesting that we do this now, as opposed to five years down the road from now, is so that your people are getting the consistent terminology and they know what's happening and they know what's going on. So it doesn't go from disaster recovery to business continuity on them in six months once they, because we don't ever refer to disaster recovery because we don't write disaster recovery plans for anybody. Right. And so it's like, so disaster recovery has been around since 83. I would say mm -hmm. that business continuity started, well, 83, 80s. I would say that that business continuity started coming in maybe around the, like the late 90s, 2000s, and that kind of window, maybe. Mm -hmm. And disaster recovery still being used. 40 years yeah. later, it's still being that used. That is a good point. That is and you're never going to get rid of it until you actually like just squash it out and just be like, no, this is how it, this is the terminology. And mm -hmm. it's like the, our, our governing bodies. Yeah. Use the term loosely. Just aren't being that adamant about publicizing this. And okay. they should be. I can't remember now why I was like, oh, can you remember that? <laughs> Perfect. I talked long enough for you, so you forgot. <laughs> I forgot. But I do have something to say um, about uh, what you just said. Uh-oh. I know. Uh-oh. Um, so here's the thing about working as, as, an, as an industry professional, newbie or expert, when you, when you are working with an organization, either as an employee, contractor, consultant, whatever, um, you, you go in and oftentimes you're going to hear terminology that's not what 
truly industry standard. Like for example, disaster recovery plan when really what the organization means is a business continuity plan in mm-hmm. many cases. So mm-hmm. what do you do? Do you leave the terminology? This is a rhetorical question. I'm not asking you to answer it yet. <laughs> um, what do you do? What do you do? Do you let them use their terminology because it's what they know or do you correct it? And I think that situation really depends because like the, the difference between disaster recovery planning and business continuity planning those are very well defined within the industry. Um, and I think that would be an important distinction to make with an organization who maybe they have had a DRP since like the 80s or whatever, and they just have always used that terminology. I think it is important to educate the organization on the difference in terminology and explaining that this is what you've always called it, but this is what it means, and this is what we're doing, and this is what this means, and from now on, we're going to use these terms correctly. I think that is important. Do mm-hmm. I think that it is important to change all the terminology that an organization uses? I don't, actually. I think that within reason, leave the terminology that they know, because it's already hard enough to get people on board and supporting Oh yeah their work on, on business continuity or business resilience. So for example, you know, when somebody only has 10% of their job is business continuity, or what's really true is, is that it's 10% business continuity on top of the 100% they're already doing, because that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to for many organizations, um, is that, yeah, at that point, you don't want to fight any more battles than what you really need to. So stick with BCP. but I do see a lot of value in shifting, I don't want to say changing, but shifting to business resilience, because I really do think that everybody from risk onward to include incident response can benefit from an elevated visibility. Yes, and I I do agree with that. However, see, I didn't (laughs) say but, (laughs) however, is that what they should be doing is that as they collect all the dues for all the certification classes that they run and everything else, whatever, mm-hmm. and the money that they make, and I know they're probably love to say that they're nonprofit, but we all know that's just for tax purposes, is that what they should be doing is spending air brackets slash wasting a lot of money on marketing to clearly define what the terminology differences are so mm-hmm. that those who ask for a DR actually know what they're getting. And mm-hmm. ask for a BC, and they clearly and they clearly know where they're getting. We've spent a lot of time, effort, and money clarifying those terminologies in our marketing. A little less so now because it's becoming kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. But even when we're talking to a, a new prospect and they call us up and they say, "Hey, I want to," you know, I'm calling, you know, I'm I'm Bill. I'm calling from the finance department, and I need a disaster recovery plan for my business. Whoa, hey, Bill. You're in finance. You're asking for a disaster recovery plan? Yeah. What exactly are you looking for? Well, in the event that our business has a disaster, we want to be able to recover from it. Okay. So this is encompassing the entire business. And they're like, yes. And we're like, okay, so really what you're asking for is a business continuity plan or a BCP. Bill or Sally inevitably says, well, I did some Googling and according to what Google tells me, that's a disaster recovery plan. We're like, well, yeah, a disaster recovery plan really only deals with IT business. Business continuity is, in essence, the rest of the business. Oh, well, why would Google tell me that? 
because there's certifying bodies haven't done a good enough job clearly defining what the terminology means. And yet you want to throw more terminology on top of this to further confuse the issue. It's like, guys, just in essence, pick with one and keep it simple. And it's almost like they would rather confuse you to the nth degree and not make it simple. So the what I do agree with, and I, I understand the conversation with a prospect for sure, um, but what I do agree with is keeping it simple. Oh, so 100%. in terms of yeah, we're on the same page with that, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So from and the perspective, like, and just of one sort of like addendum on that one before we we should probably cut off because we've gone like way over our time. But the thing that I guess on that one is is that when we deal with customers and we're assigning things in Shields and mm -hmm. software tool or whatever, it defaults in the template to ERMT, so Emergency Response Management Team because that's what it used to be called forever ago. We keep it consistent. And so the thing is that's in the template and if it's a, or template, depending on how you want to call it, is that um, if it's a new process in the business, we say to them, do you want to use ERMT, emergency response management team, or would you like to change it to something else that you guys actually use, like a terminology that you use? And we see it probably about 30% of the time they want to change it, maybe 50% of the time they want to change it because mm -hmm. they already have something inside. They'll call it like right. internal communications or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, incident response team or whatever. So we're fine. So we, you know, make all the changes in the template and everything like that or whatever. And it morphs to a terminology that the individuals in the business without any explanation will totally understand yes. who we're talking about and what the responsibilities are. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to reflect or to use as much of the business Agreed. terminology as we yeah. possibly can. If they're a new company and they're a new, this whole thing is a new process to them, we just say, this is the reason why we call it this. If yeah. you want to keep this, that's great. If you don't want to keep this, give us another term that you want to use and we'll, we'll go from there. Because we want it to be representative of what it is. And I guess that is the essence or at the core of all of this is my mm -hmm. sort of beef with business resiliency. I have no problem with business resiliency, but just stick with it for the next 40 years. Because we've just spent the past 20 years teaching people that business continuity, continuity is. Continuity play. Yeah, agree. Now we're changing but, it to business resiliency. Well, so, all right. So I'm going to argue that point. Let's say we're not changing it. Let's say we're not changing it. Okay. Let's say that we are adding a term that is sort of all encompassing. So we're never going to yeah. get rid of the term incident response, for example, because that role, that function still needs to exist. So one of the options would be instead of sort of saying that business continuity planning is evolving into business resilience we could simply say that business resilience is kind of the overarching term between all these separate functions that together provide a more robust uh, yeah. response to a variety of incidents. Um, but I don't and think I'll, that's really where the term is going. I don't think that's where they're, I, I don't think that that's where the industry is going with the term. I think they're looking at it truly from an evolution of business continuity planning to business resilience, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but to kind of go back to your view of things, if you use it as a new term to be kind of all-encompassing, then that's pretty straightforward because you could literally draw a diagram and say, you know, brackets, mm -hmm. 
business resilience and then put all the little subsets of that underneath it, um, all the kind of different major components, as well as sort of the different phases of operations. Well, and that's the thing is that if business resiliency is to encompass all of this or the whole field of mm -hmm. all of this and everything like that, as we've been saying, DR or disaster recovery really is just IT. Mm -hmm. Business continuity or business uh, plan, planning, management program or whatever is all the rest of the business. Mm -hmm. Well, that means you've taken your business and you've broken it in essence into two groups. Mm -hmm. At that point, yeah, there should be an overarching one on it because there is something that should encompass the whole mm -hmm. shoot and match. But I'm not 100% sure that's what they're doing. I get the feeling, I get the feeling this is just personal. Not, I haven't seen anything written about it or anything or mm -hmm. anything like that. I get the feeling that they're trying to use business resiliency just to push out business continuity because the business continuity term, I don't think was ever really properly marketed slash sold slash accepted slash whatever ironically it's older than almost everybody in this field but that's here or there but the thing is is that it's almost like they're kind of like yeah we're kind of bored with that term let's go to something new and you're like no stick with what you know call it a tissue not a kleenex because it's a tissue and a kleenex is just the brand and it's one of those things where it's just like no make it clear and stick with it now if you want to go to business to resiliency or whatever and stuff like this that's fine but that should encompass all of dr all of bc this is continuity and all of incident response and so when you go to a business resiliency or any emergency management yeah and if you go to a business resiliency trade show which is i guess a good segue into the next podcast if we want to do about that mm -hmm. is that you should get companies from all of these different verticals in this i field. definitely agree I and I guarantee you will not ever see that ever, never, ever, ever happen. Never, ever happen. And that's such a shame because that would be of tremendous value in a trade show is to have those verticals present. But yeah, I know there's an entire like incident management set of trade shows. I, I understand, but I would love to see a trade show that encompassed all those verticals. Um, and from a trade show perspective, and I know this is getting a bit ahead of ourselves and everything like that. And I said probably five minutes ago that we should probably shut this down because we're getting a little bit long. But if you go to like a DRJ or a CI or a BCI show or whatever, stuff like this, you almost have like, well, they've got like five or six aisles. But you should almost have like one aisle is all DR, one aisle is all BC, one aisle is all IM. That so would be amazing. Because then be amazing. The, the people that are in those aisles know what they're there for, as opposed to having one booth that's DR, one booth that's BC, one booth that's IM, and they're like, so what do you do? And it's right. like, no, no I know what you're doing. Well, that's a great idea. I would love to see that. I don't know if we're likely to see it ever, but that would be very good. Oh, ever is um, a long no. time. <laughs> yes, ever is a long time. All right, so let's wrap this up since we have kind of gone over. Maybe this one gets split into two. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that would be fun, part one and part two. So Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We hope you found this um, elucidating, informative, and hopefully maybe even a little bit entertaining. Um, we'll sign off now and um, catch us on all the places that you normally find your podcast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think we've got, I think we're on uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, I think it is. You're on YouTube, and I think we even got it up on Facebook. So we're all over the place, so you can't. Can't miss us. You can't, you can't miss us. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Until next time. Have a great one. Bye, everybody.